Shaq, let's just say that a uh, snake bit your mom right up here, right in the chest area. Would you be willing to suck the venom out to win the title? No, but I will with your wife. Hope we can win a game. And we in here talking about practice. I mean, it, listen, we talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. Hello, welcome to the Pick and Roll Podcast. I'm Bill Golden. Alongside me, as always, is Kevin McLernan. Kev, it's been a while. The summertime sometimes a little slow, uh, but the NFL's back. And the NBA is just uh, one day away now. I'm super excited. There's a, a great schedule of games for this first week. Uh, obviously, the big drama between the Cavs and the Celtics tomorrow night. Hopefully, LeBron plays. Uh, speaking of those teams, I guess let's let's start uh, with the Eastern Conference over and unders. Bold predictions uh, with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, 54 and a half for the Cavs. Uh, I mean, they got a new team. Um, with a lot of, I mean, that Kyrie trade, I can't believe you call it the summer slow. I mean, the NBA, everything was going on this summer. That, that is very true. It was, uh, it was a heck of a, a summer for the NBA. It's, I think we talked about this a little bit before as the NFL has tried to expand their schedule of events to kind of become almost year-round. I think they've achieved that. The NBA, with the summer that they just had, I mean, it, it seems like they've almost achieved the same thing also. Yeah, I mean, we could probably have a bunch of podcasts just on what happened uh, in the offseason. A lot of trades and a lot of players changing teams, uh, like the Cavs with that huge Kyrie trade. Um, but 54 and a half, I'm going to go over for the Cavs. I think they're going to be around 56, 57 wins this year. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I could see it either way. Uh, I'm looking at last year, they won 51. Um, overall, they're definitely, I think, a better team this year. Uh, missing Isaiah Thomas, I think until January is the last I saw. That, to me, uh, makes me hesitant to say over. So I'm going to say under. I don't think it'll be under by much. But I think, you know, they don't need Isaiah Thomas to win a lot of games. But not having him, I don't think LeBron will put too much stress on himself just to win games. Like I said last year, they don't really care about being the number one seed. And it didn't matter at all last year. So I, I'm going to go under here. What's your bold prediction? I am going to say that Jay Crowder will be their second best player. Wow. Like you said, that Isaiah, that Isaiah injury, um, basically a large part of the season, and uh, I think Jay Crowder is going to be pretty good this year for them. Yeah, I mean, he's going to need to be, uh, obviously, in, in Isaiah, um, yeah, Isaiah's absence. And then, I mean, this team is, like I said, better than they were last year. If they're serious, uh, can, you know, championship contenders actually have a chance to beat the Warriors – uh, Crowder is going to have to be a really good player for them. And I think that's a great bold prediction because the, one of the biggest things people are talking about with this trade is uh, you have the Isaiah thing, but bringing Crowder over is so important because now LeBron doesn't have to do as much on the defensive end, especially against some of the really good teams, and I think even in the playoffs, and uh, especially where LeBron is age-wise, but just in general, if you have your star player not having to guard the other person's, the other team's best player, it helps a lot. My bold prediction is 
I think exactly the same as last year, which is that they won't be the number one seed. I would say it's a little bolder this year because Cleveland's better than they were last year. But like I said, Isaiah's going to miss a lot of time. I don't think the Cavs really care to get the number one seed. Uh, they'll rest players. I, I think under the new rules, probably not during the primetime games because I think you can get fined for that now. But they'll still rest players like you know LeBron and, and uh, you know Kevin Love and all that. Uh, my my biggest thing with them, interest-wise, is uh, seeing Kevin Love at center and the, the smaller lineup. I think it's really smart, and I, I think it's going to work. I think a a big uh, question about this team is: Will they trade that Nets uh, first-round pick to somebody to try to get better this year? What do you think about that? So I I think that they probably will. Uh, I I don't think that they need it, and they they can get a great player possibly in the draft. But I think if you're looking for someone to have that impact immediately. Um, I think you can get. I think there's teams that are going to be selling some players. I know there's a lot of rumors going around, uh, swirling around the Pelicans and maybe making a trade for Cousins there. Uh, I definitely see them doing something because I feel like, if just looking at it from my perspective, I think the Cavs are really close to being a team that can beat the Warriors if they're playing at their best. So if they get one more piece, uh, I think that they, that could push them over the edge. I don't think that. I don't know if they'll go after Cousins or not. But what do you think? I think they should keep it. Uh, I think that they're a little worried that LeBron might leave uh, after this year. And, I mean, like you said, I mean, your case, yeah, they, they would want to get a good player um, to try to win this year. It is LeBron's last year, but I think they're looking towards the future and want to have a, a top draft pick next year. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, all the rumors are that he's going to leave for L.A. Um, it remains to be seen. I think winning another ch- – I. it's weird because – now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know which helps their case more. I mean, obviously you think if he doesn't win, he feels like, you know, maybe I'll just go somewhere else, put a team together, win there. But then again, even if they do win, maybe he feels even better about leaving because then he's like, well, I won them two championships. I've done enough. I can I can move on if I want to and not feel bad about it. So um, I, I feel like however their season turns out, it, it really won't affect his decision that much. Yeah, well, let's. Let's move on. I, uh, before we move on to the Celtics, um, you have the Cavs as number two, I guess, since you don't have the number one. Team. Yeah, number two. And I have them as the number one. So we'll move on to the team that you most likely have number one in the Boston Celtics at 53.5, under over. Uh, I'm taking the over here. Uh, I think the Celtics got better. I think most people would probably agree with that. They won 53 games last year. Um, I think the Kyrie trade was a good one for them. And then they add Gordon Hayward. Um, what's interesting about the fact that I'm taking the over and have them as the number one seed and saying that they're better than they were last year and blah, 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 blah. My bold prediction is that they actually don't make the Eastern Conference Finals. Wow. That's, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, that would be surprising to me. Emphasis on the bold. Yeah. Um, I have them as the number two seed. I'm also going over... Um, I mean, they have, they have a lot of new pieces. I think they have four players returning from last year, which is just insane. Um, that a team that made the conference finals only has four players returning, and they're even better now. Um, I mean, my bold prediction would probably be that I, I think uh, Jalen Brown is going to be going to be pretty good this year. I mean, watched a couple uh, of their preseason games. I mean, obviously it's just preseason, but he looks like he can shoot a little better. Um, I don't have an exact bowl prediction, but, I mean, compared to what he was last year, I think he's going to be 
a good offensive player. I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, see, I actually was thinking about doing something with Jalen Brown as far as my bold prediction. I really like him. Like you said, his, his shot looks better. I think that was the one glaring thing in his game, most people would say. Uh, there's not a lot of pressure on him, too, so he's kind of in a sweet spot. I mean, you got Kyrie, Gordon, Al. They're obviously the, the three number – there's the one, two, and three probably. As far as options go, who knows maybe the averages if, if, if Jalen um, can, can score more than possibly Horford. But as far as touches and, and where they're looking, he's probably number four. And I think that's a great spot for him because, you know, in games where he's not playing that well, there's no pressure on him to, to you know, do something crazy. He can play within himself. And then also, you know, Kyrie and Gordon are going to attract a lot of defensive attention, which will leave Jalen some space to do things also. I, I like that prediction. I think he'll have a great, a great season. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a team to watch because there's a lot going on. Um, Got uh, Marcus Morris in the Avery Bradley trade, uh, also Jason T- uh, Tatum. So a lot of a lot of combo forwards that can play both spots. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see the different lineups that uh, they have out there. And uh, I mean, they, they can throw a lot of different things at you. It, it's kind of scary. Yeah, there's there's no doubt about that. I mean, like I said, I, I have them winning the most games in the East. Uh, I, I, Obviously, I don't have them go to the Easter Conference Finals, so we'll get into that a little bit later. But, I mean, this is a scary team. Uh, like I said, it's bold to say that because of how good they are. Um, it's amazing because you would have thought if they had made all these moves, you would assume that they might be favored to beat the Cavs or at least be favored to you know, make a long series. But even if they make the Easter Conference Finals, I don't see them winning more than a game against the Cavs because the Cavs got so much better. So if I'm a Celtics fan, i got to be happy but also kind of frustrated. But I guess what you got to think is, you know, even if we can't do it this year, hopefully LeBron leaves, goes west, because then they look like, if, if I'm a Boston fan, I feel like we're clearly the favorites, you know, starting in 2019, 2018-2019. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to see those two teams uh, play tomorrow night. I mean, opening night, Celtics-Cavs, so... Uh, we'll get hopefully a good read on that uh, rivalry. Uh, I'll move on to the Wizards, though. 48 and a half. Um, you going under over? I'm taking the under here. Uh, the Wizards won 49 last year. I think they'll be around there. The reason they took the under is because I, I think the East is a little bit stronger than it was last year. We just talked about the best two teams in the conference. They both got better. And then there's some other teams we'll talk about later that I think have improved also. So I think that the competition just causes them to drop two or three more games. I don't think they're any worse than they were last year. I just think, uh, like I said, they'll just lose a couple extra games because of competition. I do think, though, this could end up being a lot, uh, lot like very severely under if they do my bold prediction, which is, and I think I may have said this before, but I think they might trade Wall or Beal uh, before the deadline. Yeah, I was actually listening to our last year's predictions uh, earlier this week, and uh, that we, we had a whole discussion about whether one of them was going to be traded last year, and uh, they weren't, but uh, you think it's going to happen this year? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I thought it would last year, obviously, that's what we talked about, and I, I do think it'll happen. Um, you know, Washington has a lot of good winning teams here, like uh, I'm currently living here, so it, I, I am seeing it in my face a little bit more. You have the Nationals who have been good, and then the Capitals. The, the sad thing is that since 1998, I think they've had 13 opportunities to go to a conference championship among the four, within, around the four sports, and they've failed every single time. So they've had success, but I think they're, if I'm a Washington fan, I'm putting pressure on my teams to you know, take the next step and do something a little crazy. This team, the way it's structured, is just not 
fit or, you know, ready to take any next steps. They're just average. They're, I mean, they're, they're good, but they're not, they're not, you know, that's it. That's what they are. And I think if they can make a trade for younger pieces or maybe some draft picks, that'd be a smart thing to do. Yeah, I'm on the same page here with you. Um, I have them under uh, the four seed is my prediction, and then uh, I think they're going to have the worst bench scoring in the entire league. Uh, so I, I don't even know how bold that is because their bench is really bad. Yeah, I mean, it, it's bold. I mean, there's there's 30 teams in the league, um, and there's some really bad benches out there. Uh, there's some bad starting lineups also. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you, you look at their bench, and, I mean, there's just there's not a whole lot um, that other teams would want, if anything at all. Um, they're, so the depth hurts in the regular season and it kills in the in the postseason. I actually have them as the five seed, um, but you know the four or five is is probably going to be you know a game or two different. So you know that's about where they probably will be. I agree. Yeah, there, there's three teams uh, prediction-wise really bunched up here. We had the Wizards at 48 and a half, and now the Raptors one game behind at 47 and a half. And I am going under. How about you? I'm actually going to go over with the Raptors. Um, I, I think that uh, like a, they won 51 games last season. Uh, I, I don't think that they're going to lose. I think they're going to win about the same. I don't know if they get to 50, but maybe around 48, 49 wins, which is just above 47 and a half. So I see them like over by a game or two. Uh, my bold prediction for them, however, is that they're going to get swept in the second round of the playoffs. Sweep. Yeah. Gotta love it. Um, yeah, I'm going under, like I said. I think they're going to be the five seed, and um, I think they just are going to have to do something because this team, uh, they've had the same little core for a little while. They got rid of Carroll uh, and his salary to the Nets. Um, but this year I think they're going to trade Valachunas. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a possibility. Um, what do you think they're looking for in, in, in trade? I think some more wings. Um, they, they don't really have any depth now that Carroll's gone. Um, I think, who did they just sign to a long-term deal? I can't even remember. Um, they extended uh, Norman Powell. They extended Norman Powell, and that's how um, – that's really their depth. So I, I think they're going to try to trade Valchunas. I'm just not sure uh, what the market is out there for him right now. Yeah, it, it doesn't sound like someone that uh, people would be jumping all over. Um, but, I mean, you never know. Maybe there could be an injury or something, and somebody um, could, could use him. Um, yeah, I mean, they're, this is another team that I look at kind of like Washington where I don't think that they'll make any moves because I, I don't think um, there's that much pressure on them to do anything. I think, you know, they, they have a great fan base. Um, and I, I just think that they'll, they'll keep this, this core together. But, again, they're not – it's going to be tough. For them. Like, you have them as a five seed. That's going to be where they are until they do something. So maybe they can get a draft pick or something for Valachunas. But – um, the, uh, it could be something they consider going forward, making a deal. Yeah, they, they drafted Pirtle, like, top ten a few years ago. And, I mean, I just found that strange since they already had Valachunas. But um, who knows? I mean, they've been at the top of the Eastern Conference for a little while now, just haven't been able to break through. Uh, let's move on to the Bucks. Um, I think uh, looking at the other seeds so far, I think we both have them pretty high. Um, and I'm going over, and I have them as a three seed. I'm going over also on the Bucks. Uh, I have them at the four. Um, I, I think they're going to be really good this year. Uh, they won 42 games last year. They have a young core that's returning. I think Giannis is going to be a monster. I mean, he already has been a monster. 
Um, and, and people are going to start to talk about him possibly as one of the best players in the league, uh, maybe starting about midway through the season after you know he gets half the season through his belt under his belt. I think people are going to start to really realize uh, how good he is, especially because I think the Bucks will be playing a really high level, and people will start talking about them as possibly a team that could um, at least get to the Eastern Conference Finals. And uh, my bold prediction is actually that they will make the Eastern Conference Finals. Okay, well, yeah. I mean, I had to see that coming uh, from one team coming up since the Celtics, uh, you, you don't think are going to make it. Um, I, I think Giannis is going to finish top three in MVP. Um, maybe that's not so bold because everybody else is teaming up, but um, I think I think he's going to have a, a really good year. And, I mean, if he can get that jump shot going, he's going to be ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, that's every time we talk about him, that's what we say. You know, if he can get a jump shot, even extend that out to the three-point line, uh, I mean, he, he can do pretty much everything else. I mean, he's super tall. He, he's got, you know, a ridiculous wingspan. Uh, he plays defense. I don't know if you've seen – I've seen a couple of the blocks he's been making in the in the post, in the the preseason. The one block, I forget who it was on, it, I thought the backboard was going to break. I know they don't do that anymore, but, man, it's just – it was just with this unbelievable amount of force uh, on a chase down. He's just – he's going to be a highlight reel, and I can't wait to watch him. And I can't wait to watch this team in the playoffs. Yeah, and, I mean, watching him go against LeBron is, is awfully fun to watch. Um, because, I mean, usually you don't get to see um, those kind of players go against each other um, and cover each other every play. We got to see it uh, with Durant and LeBron uh, past, uh, in the past finals. But uh, I really enjoy watching games where those players are going head-to-head. Yeah, I mean, I in my predictions, I have him doing an, an entire series. I don't know how many games the Bucks could win, maybe, maybe one. Um, but I'd love to get four or five games of those two. Uh, going against each other in the playoffs. Is there any is there any scenario you see where they end up playing in the playoffs? Um, well, I have them as the the one and the three. So the only way uh, that that would happen would be um, in the conference finals. And I do think it's going to be the Cavs and Celtics. So I don't see it happening uh, this year in the playoffs. All right. Uh, we'll move on to this is where the Eastern Conference gets a little little sticky. Uh, the Heat at 42 and a half. Uh, you going under or over? I'm actually going to go over here. Uh, the Heat were they had such a weird season. They were okay, and then they were like incredible, and then they were okay. Um, they won 40. Uh, looks like 41 games last year. So I don't think it's uh, very bold to say they'll go over. They returned a lot of the same players. My bold prediction is that they trade Winslow. Uh, he's been a, a pretty much a big disappointment for that organization. And uh, I don't live there anymore, but while I did live down there, there was a lot of complaints about him. And I think the frustration is, is building and will mount to the point where, I mean, he's not even projected to really start. He's going to come off the bench. Uh, it's just, it doesn't look like it's a great situation right there with him. And I think the because he was picked so high, I mean, I think he was number 10, um, and I think there was so much hype for him to be great. Uh, it just doesn't seem like it's going to, you know, boil over very well. So I think they'll move him for somebody um, during the season. But I, I do think they'll go over. I am so glad that that was your bold prediction because mine is that they will not trade Winslow. And wow. I think there's a, there's a lot going on, and I, I feel like uh, I think he, he's going to get some stuff together, his shot has to be more consistent than it was. Um, but, yeah, I, I think they'll be the seventh seed, uh, and they will not trade Winslow. What seed do you have in that? 
Uh, so do you have him over or under? I have him under, sorry. Okay. Um, I, I have him as the seventh seed also, actually. And then um, they'll play Cleveland again in my predictions. Um, I'm sorry, they'll play Cleveland, which is something that um, people have been hoping for in the past. I think it could still be fun, even though Cleveland is so much better now. And the Heat, I mean, pretty much, I guess, are the same as they were when we were rooting for, when I was rooting for it before. Um, but I can't wait to see what Waiters does. I know he's going to take about 30 shots per game, so it's just a matter of how many go in, I guess. Are you on Waiters Island? Of course, man. He's just, uh, I think he's a Philly guy. Um, you know, he's, um, yeah, yeah. He's, 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 he's a little crazy, but, um, you know, I, I like him. He's, he's a lot of fun to watch. Um, I love guys like that. He's, he's irrational, um, which, which makes him fun also. So, yeah, I'm, t- I'm totally on Waiters Island. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. So, I mean, anybody that's at least entertaining to watch, uh, we needed one since uh, Gilbert Arenas uh, left. We needed a guard like that, and Waiters has kind of taken his place. Very true. We'll move to the team that has the same prediction at 42.5, the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, I, I really don't know what's going on with this team. They could win 45, or they could probably win 30. Um, what do you think? I'm going under here. Uh Let's see. Last year, this team won 36 games. Um, they've added he who must not be named on this podcast. Uh, I, I, I don't think that moves the needle very much at all. Um, I'm not saying they won't win 36, 37 games. I don't know. My bold prediction, and I don't think this is very bold, but um, considering the over-under is 42.5, it's at least decently bold. I, I, don't, I think they don't make the playoffs. It's interesting. Uh, last year, we were excited to watch Dwight Howard in Atlanta and that didn't work out too well uh, and now he's already gone which he was tweeting asking questions for uh, on Twitter uh, when he um, when he got traded and it was pretty, must have been a pretty big shock to him yeah I mean it, it, it did seem like that um, I, you know Atlanta I guess we'll talk about them in a little bit but yeah I mean he's just you know he's always being traded he's always in the news and that's why you know, I've been so annoyed with him. But, yeah, I mean, my, my outlook was very different last year. You know, I thought Atlanta could be better than they were. Um, I, I just I think at this point it, he's proven that he's he's uh, not worth very much. He's not that great of a player. Um, so, yeah, I just I don't have any faith that he'll do much for Charlotte. I, I'm going under with you, but I think they <laughs> – I think they're still going to get the sixth seed in the East uh, under 500, which is pretty bad. Wow. Um, and I guess that's my bold prediction for the team. Or I'll, I'll say this because um, I have both these down. Um, I, I think Cody Zeller is the starter within the first month uh, uh, over Dwight Howard. Really? Yeah. I mean, if you look at all the analytics from last year, they were a good team when he was on the floor. Um I mean, he out-rebounded your boy, uh, Frank Kaminsky. So, I mean, that's all you need uh, to do to get the getting started job there. Yeah. Well, um, he is my boy. That's true. Um, no, I, I, I don't really see that. I think that's very bold to say, uh, even though I just talked poorly about Dwight Howard. Um, but, I mean, I, get, I, I think that's pretty bold. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest with you. I think he gets a lot of minutes. Um, but, I mean, hey, anything's possible. Uh, obviously, you don't have them in the playoffs, but you know what? Uh, what, what spot are they going to finish in the East? Uh, so I have them close. I have them. I have them in the ninth spot. So it's it's not that dramatic, but yeah, so they're they're right there. I think they just missed the cutoff. 
And finally, we'll move on to the 76ers. 40 and a half. Tell me they're going to go over. Oh, of course they're going to go over. Come on. Uh, I think this is uh, Vegas being scared of injuries, namely, you know, Joel Embiid uh, getting injured again. I think if they were guaranteed a fully healthy Embiid, and I know you could say this about a lot of teams, a lot of players, but I do think that they are hedging a little bit because they're afraid of an Embiid injury. So I think if they had a full Embiid, they would have put this number up a couple. So I'm going to hope and pray that Embiid stays healthy, and that's why I'm going to be confident in the over. I don't think they'll go over by too much. Uh, I don't see them winning 45 games, but definitely 42, 41, 43, somewhere in there. I think it's definitely a possibility. Um, as far as my bold prediction, and this, I think, is very bold because uh, only three guys did this in the league last year. I think Simmage averages double-digit assists. Yeah, I mean, watching him, um, he looks so much faster than I remember. Um, him running up and down the court, dribbling the ball is just uh, remarkable for a guy that size. And, I mean, he can pass. <laughs> Everybody may have forgotten how good he is at passing, but, uh, I mean, we saw in the preseason just how good he is. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. I mean... This core that they have, you know, between the, those two, and then you add Fultz to it. Again, I'm not as high on Fultz as I am on the other two, but there's potential here for two franchise-type players. Uh, the interesting thing is, wh what do you do with someone like Jalil Okafor? That's something we always we always talk about. Uh, they have to move him, I would think, at some point. I said that last year. I, it's just, it, it's, to me, it's just awkward. I mean, I think it's awkward for everybody, the fans. It's got to be awkward inside the organization, the locker room. Uh, it seems like Jalil's attitude has changed a little bit. I slimmed down a lot. Um, I think he's realized that he, um, you know, he's fighting for a life in the NBA at this point. Uh, I think he, he will have one. I think he'll stay in the league. Um, but he seems to have realized that, um, you know, it wasn't going to be handed to him on a silver platter. Yeah, and I thought, I mean, I thought he looked pretty good uh, in in the preseason. Um, he, he looked a little quicker. I mean, he's still... He's still very slow, especially on defense. Um, but I think um, he'll get some time, um, especially with Embiid going to be limited early in the year. Yeah, I mean, uh, Holmes, I think, is currently uh, injured right now. Um, so that helps his case also. And I agree. I think Embiid will be limited, not just in the beginning of the year, but I think for most, or not, if not all, of the season, even – even though this team could potentially, I think they will make the playoffs, uh, he's still going to be limited up until that point. And then maybe at that point they might might open it up. But, you know, the time is now in terms of, you know, the, the process actually turning into Ws. Uh, but as far as, you know, doing anything more than that, the time is obviously not, not now. So I'm okay with the restrictions on Embiid. Um, he's, a, he's a beast in the minutes that he plays. He's more than enough. Um, the guy's incredible. He's just, he's hilarious. And I mean, it, just the whole thing with Whiteside, I got to bring it up. I mean, he, he draws two or three fouls in the first couple of minutes, points at the Heat's bench, telling him to get him out because he can't guard him. And then the, everything that he did on Twitter following up, that was just hilarious. And it's just, it's just awesome to not only have a great player, but someone with, with that great personality also. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And, and here comes the part where uh, you get upset with me because I'm going under. Uh, the 40 and a half wins. Wow. I have them making the playoffs, though. I have them as the eight seed. And I think this might be the boldest prediction I'm making is Covington will shoot 40% from three points this year. I, I like that prediction. Um, he's he's very underrated underrated NBA-wise. 
Uh, I don't think a lot of people know about him, and I think he's better than people realize. And he's way too underrated with Sixers fans. He gets a lot of disrespect from Sixers fans. No one really talks poorly about him, but uh, they don't really talk him up enough. And I think I've also been uh, someone who's done that. He's a he's a three and D kind of player, and he's really good at at that. Forty uh, percent, uh, pretty high. Uh, but I like him, and I think he's going to have a great season. I was going to do a prediction with him as well. I just didn't really know uh, what to predict. Um, I hope he does shoot 40%. That would be incredible. But I, I think he has a great season. Yeah, he shot 33.3 last year. So it would be a big jump. But I think uh, with Simmons on the floor, um, he's going to get a lot more uh, open looks rather than having the four shots. Um, and I did see today that Rip Brown said uh, Embiid will be playing uh, at least in the beginning of the season, in the teens minutes. So um, we could see Covington playing the, the four spot a lot. Um, or, or covering fours. I don't know. I think they're going to have some interesting lineups with Dario, uh, Simmons, and Covington in them. Yeah, I mean, Covington, he's, he's able to play a couple of positions because of his height and his ability to play defense. I agree with you. I think with Embiid not playing all the time, it forces the Sixers into some goofy lineups. Um, I'm just excited to see this team. I think not just from a bias standpoint, they're really exciting, even though they're not going to be world beaters this year. And I think a lot of people would agree. I think they're some a team that people would want to watch, even though they're not that great. If you can't watch the Cavs and the Warriors, they're probably still up there with the team that you're going to want to watch this year. Um, just because they have a lot of young, exciting players, and it's, it's just going to be interesting to see how they, you know, learn to work together, and I think there's going to be just a lot of exciting plays and stuff like that. But I agree, the lineups, the coaching that Brett Brown's going to have to do is going to be tough, but I'm glad we have him because I think he's a great coach. Yeah, I think, I think we talked – I mean, we could talk about the Sixers all day, so let's, let's try to talk about the other teams. We'll move to Detroit. is the next team at 38 and a half. Oh, actually, before we move, what seed did you have the Sixers at, six? Yeah, I had them at six. I, I have them above Miami. I, I don't feel that great about it. Um, I'm not, I don't feel that strong. I think Miami and Philadelphia will definitely be the 6-7. I feel really confident that those two teams will be a game or two diff, different distance at least from the 5 and the 8. I think they'll be really snug right in there. Um, oh, did I misspeak earlier? I said the Raptors are going to get swept in the second round. I meant they're going to get swept in the first round. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. They, uh, but I would like to see the Sixers play the Raptors because, like I said, I'm, I'm not high on on the Raptors. Um, them getting swept in the second round, I guess, isn't that bold of a prediction. But I think the Sixers could play them tough, so it could be fun. All right, so Detroit, 38-and-a-half. You going under or over? I am taking the over. Uh, this is, Ooh. yeah, and this is something that I think will surprise you. Uh, I think that the Pistons make the playoffs. Wow, as the eighth seed. Yes, I think they'll, they'll make it as the eighth seed. Well, it's it's not that surprising. I, I have them as the ninth seed, but I, I think it's – and obviously I'm going under, but I, th- I think they could be good. I like – I really like Avery Bradley. Um, what's your bold prediction? No, my bold prediction is that they make the playoffs. I guess it's not that bold. Oh, okay. An over-under of 38-and-a-half. See, my thing is I think both – we're thinking a little bit different on records. I think – uh, every team that makes the playoffs in the East will have 40 or more wins. So I think them being at 38 and a half makes it a little bold because they're going to have to go over that. And I don't think many people would see them making the playoffs. Now, true, they, they were, what, the 10th seed last year. They won 37 games. But that's what I was looking at. I was surprised by what they did last year. And I'm going to buy into that, that. That's real. 37 wins. And like you said, you add Avery Bradley. 
you know, a full season, I, I think I think this team can can get can sneak in there. And my bold prediction, so I'm going under as the ninth or the ninth team in the East, and I'm going to say Avery Bradley is an all-star this year. Wow. So I, I, I again, we're we've been very aligned. We actually haven't said a whole lot. Well, one one the one prediction was I think um, sort of opposite, but. A lot of the predictions I've thought about doing something similar. I really like Avery Bradley. I think he's really improved his offensive game. We saw that in Boston. I think he'll have more of a chance in Detroit. Uh, he'll be more of a, a higher option on that offense. Uh, he's still going to be a good defensive player. I could totally see him being an all-star. I, I, I think it's definitely bold. I'm going to give you your credit there, but I don't think it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, he... And I think he's on the last year of his contract. So if he does, he's, he's going to get paid this offseason. Um, and people people don't realize how good uh, he is because he was on that, that Celtics team with a lot of guards. But, I mean, he's a very good defender and can shoot uh, the three pretty well, I think. Yeah. Um, I, actually, he's younger than I, I think I realized. Uh, I think he's 27 uh, or he's about he's to be 27. former number one overall um, high school uh, recruit. He's the number one in the country coming out of high school. Wow, I did not know that either. Um, but yeah, so he's still pretty young. I mean, he's not, he'll, he'll be 27. It looks like uh, next month. Uh, I, I agree. He's probably going to get paid a lot of money because I, I think he'll have a big year. And I mean, if I'm if I'm Detroit, I resign him. I don't know why you would have made the move to try to get him in the first place if you weren't planning on doing that. And now we get to the very fun part of the East. All these teams, these last six teams, are 30 and a half or lower. Uh, so really the cream of the crop down here. Uh, we'll start with the Knicks at 30 and a half. What do you, what do you got for them? Uh, I, I, I don't understand how they're at 30 and a half. Uh, the, this team won 31 games last year. Um, I, I, I imagine I think that they're probably worse. Uh, you look at that starting lineup and then the bench players, and, I mean, if you take Kristaps Porzingis off this team, they might be pushing the, the record of, of – you know, what is it, eight or nine or whatever. I'm definitely taking the under here. Um, but given that Porzingis is really the only decent basketball player, I mean, I'm not trying to disrespect Doug McDermott. And look, I know Tim Hardaway has been really good at times, but, you know, I think a lot of the offense is going to go through KP and he's going to have to be big. My bold prediction uh, is that he averages 25 and 10. I have the same thing, except I added the two blocks, which isn't bold because um, he averaged two blocks last year. So, but that's exactly what I have: is 25 points per game and 10 rebounds. Amazing. We are, and I have, I have them under and at the 11 spot. Um, I have them at the 12 spot. So yeah, I mean, pretty much the same. Um, we we're really in sync. This is this is pretty crazy. Yeah, um, I mean, not much to say about the Knicks, like you said. Um, but, I mean, Chris Stott should be fun to watch. Uh, so we'll move to the Magic, also okay. 30 and a half. Uh, yeah, this one I don't get for the opposite reason. Last year's team won 29 games. They have a decently young core. Uh, they have some good players. Um, I think Aaron Gordon I've seen on some lists to be uh, most improved player. Uh, I'm definitely taking the over here. I'm not saying they'll be over by a whole lot. Uh, but I think they'll definitely win more than 30 games. Uh, and my bold prediction is is that Aaron Gordon, he won't win most improved player, but I think he'll come in second. I think he's going to make uh, a lot of improvements on his already improving game. He's a total beast, and they don't have a whole lot of offensive firepower, so he, I think he, he takes over a little bit more of that. Um, yeah, I, I think this is a decent young team. 
Yeah, we're not on the same page with the magic. Um, oh, wow. I'm going. I'm going under. Um, I have them finishing 13th in uh, the East, um, and I think they're going to make a trade. I think they just have, like you said, so many guys around the same position and all young. So I think they need need to trade and upgrade at that point guard spot. You really do hate so Alfred Payton, get, don't you? I, I, that hair just man, it gets me every time. <laughs> um, but so I think I think he'll be part of the trade when they do. Yeah, I mean that makes sense if they're going to try to upgrade that position uh, to get rid of him at the same time. Um, this is this is a team that if they can if they can win thirty five games this year and make a trade to upgrade that position, I think they have a decent enough core going forward. They could add a player or two and really. Uh, be a playoff team. I think they're they're close and they're going to get better. Uh, like I said, I think Aaron Gordon makes a big step this year forward. Um, there's not really much else to say. I have them as the 10 seed, and that's pretty much it. Well, then we'll move to the Pacers. Uh, also, 30 and a half. All these three, uh, these three teams at 30 and a half. You going under or over? Under. Uh, this team is. Whew, I really feel bad. The Pacers have been, you know, pretty decent for the past couple of years. I mean, they had a couple great years there not too long ago, or. You know, some people thought, hey, this team might go to the NBA Finals. Um, they went through a superstar, and then he went, he, he got hurt, I believe, and then they, they had another superstar, and he left. And I, I do, I just feel bad for, for these fans, but at, I, I, this team is just not good. Um, I do have them as the 11th seed because I just think there's some teams that are even less uh, talented than them. Uh, I think that Oladipo is a good player. Uh, I know you were high on him before. I don't know where you stand on him at the current time. Uh, I think that because of how bad this team and the lack of offensive options, uh, I think also a little frustration for him getting moved around so much. I think he averages 25 points per game, and he wins most approved player. Uh, wow. <laughs> I, I mean, I thought I thought mine was bold. I said 22.5 um, points per game, but you're going all the way to 25. Uh, that's going to be a lot. Well, you know, I look at it. Darren Collison's a pretty good player. I don't think of him as someone who scores a whole lot of points. Uh, Brnjanovic, or however you say his name, uh, he's not really like a high-volume scorer. Thaddeus Young, loved the guy to death. He was a sixer during um, the, the Iguodala era, if I could say that. And then Miles Turner, he's been pretty good. Uh, they have Al Jefferson also. But I just think a lot of the offense is going to flow through him, and I think he has it in him. Obviously, we're thinking along the same lines. 25 is a lot, but I think he could do it. You got to be bold, and you did. Uh, <laughs> now we, now we move down to the Hawks at twenty-seven and a half. The Hawks, twenty-seven and a half. Um, um, definitely... oh, I don't think I had the Pacers at ten, and I went over. I don't think I said that. Oh, okay, so. yeah. Um, okay, so we, we were about the same. There. I had them at eleven. Whatever. Um, the Hawks, I have them at under. Um, I have to look at their depth chart again because I can't believe how awful this team is. My bold prediction is I think they have the worst record in the NBA. So, so there, yeah, I'm, I'm going to guess you have them at 15 in the East then. That's correct. Um, I, I'm also going under. Um, I have them at 14, so I, I think they're going to be pretty bad also. Um, and I think Schroeder is going to lead the league in turnovers. <laughs> Well, the the guy who usually does that, and the guy who's usually right behind him, um, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, they have very different 
Um, that, that, that race is usually a, really a one-horse race with Harden breaking his own record every year. And then Russell Westbrook is a clear second. And I, I think neither of those guys, they might still be high, but Chris Paul's going to handle the rock a lot, so that takes the rock out of Harden's hands. And Harden's going to get the rock as often, but he's going to be scoring, not looking to pass as much probably because that's going to be, like I said, Paul's role. And then Russell's not going to have to do as much. Again, you got Carmelo, you got Paul George, so I think he doesn't have as many turnovers also. So... I don't know. I, I know you've been low on Schroeder before. Uh, I could see it. Yeah, I think he's, I mean, they, like you said, it's, it's not a good lineup. Um, and he's not, he's going to be uh, controlling the ball a lot. So, I mean, neither of us really have a lot to say about this team. They're going to be bad. That's about it. Yes. Uh, we'll move to the net at 26 and a half. What are you doing with the net? Um, this is the first time I can look at the Nets and not get throw up in my mouth. Um, what they've done, and I think we talked about this in the last year, I think they've made some some good decisions um, lately. Um, they're starting Jeremy Lin, D'Angelo Russell, Alan Crabb, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, and then they did eat Timothy Moskov's contract, uh, which I think was a smart move because they got Russell out of it. Even if you're kind of low on him, um, I think he's finally going to be playing shooting guard. Uh, I think he's going to have a, a great season. All these great things being said. However, I'm still going to go un- under. I think Durangelo Russell, this is a super bold prediction. He was 51st in the league last year in points per game. I think he goes top five in points per game this year. Um, and I have them as the number 13 team in the East. 13. I have them at 12. I'm, I'm going over, actually. I, re- I really like what the Nets did. Um, considering what they've been working with. And I think you know how far uh, off I've been. I, have, I haven't liked Russell since he's been coming out. Um, so I'm very far from the bandwagon, but I'm creeping my way over very slowly. Hey, well, he- um, and I, I also think he's going to be good in, in Brooklyn. No comment maybe on not, him being top. Not top five. Okay, okay, all right, there we go, finally. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, there's not much else to say, but I, like I said, I'm – I'm happy because I, I hate these organizations that are just run so poorly, and they, I think we're in agreement. I mean, they've gotten a lot better from last year, and they're also, as a whole franchise, in a much better position. Alan Crabb's a pretty good player. I like him. Uh, Jeremy Lin's been a pretty good point guard, and like you said, even if you're low on Russell, at least they got somebody who a lot of people were high on, and he's got the potential. Maybe he could be great, so, you know, it remains to be seen. But he's going to get a, he has an awesome opportunity. I think we both agree with that. Yeah, I mean, they're basically handing him uh, their future right now. I mean, he, he's the, the youngest, best player they have. Um, let's move to the Bulls. You have them as the 14th team um, in the East. 22 and a half, you going under over. Definitely going to go under. I'm also going to, uh, my bold prediction is that the coach there is still Hoiberg, right? I have to hesitate for a second. <laughs> Hoiberg is still the coach of the Bulls, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. So I think there he's... were no firings last year. Okay. No okay. NBA coach got fired last year. That's crazy. Um, I did yeah. not realize that. Um, but, yeah, so I, I would say that he gets fired. Um, he probably shouldn't because this is not going to be his fault. Um, they have Zach Levine. Uh, they have some other young guys uh, who, who might be pretty good. Currently they have... Uh, local guy from our area, Ryan Archidiacono. I don't know if he, he signed a two-way contract, so we'll see how often he comes up uh, and plays. Uh, Chris Dunn, I, I don't hate what they have. I just think they're really bad currently. Um, but they, it looks like they've, they've changed directions and want to rebuild, so that, that's going to take them a while. 
Is uh, is Levine uh, good to play, or when's he coming back? Do you know? Um, I don't. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, it looks like I'm reading something right now. It says he's going to do full contact again sometime in mid-November. So I I don't see him coming back before sometime in December, probably. Yeah, I mean, and, and they're gonna they're gonna struggle a lot until he gets there. I have them as the worst team um, in the league. Um, so f- I have 15. Uh, yeah, 15 in the East. Um, I don't really have a bold prediction because they're just going to be so bad. Nothing's bold at this point. Well, uh, they have less than 15 wins. There, I don't know. there was a bold prediction. I don't know if you saw this. It's one of the boldest things I've ever. I don't know if it's a prediction. It was one of the boldest things I've ever heard. Now, I don't have all my facts straight. Possibly, because a couple guys weren't there, but Robin Lopez actually had the audacity to look at, at an NBA roster and claim, "Am I the best guy here? Oh my God, I am." And I, I just don't agree with that at all. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the Bulls for you right now, though. It's, it's they're they're gonna have some tough times, um, at least in the immediate future. Hopefully, they get a high draft pick, because um, it's the it's the last year um, for these teams. I mean, at the bottom, obviously, we're not talking about the Nets since they don't own their pick. But uh, with the new lottery reform, uh, if teams want to tank this year it's really their last opportunity so yeah they did finally change that i think what is it the top three or four are all the same percentage now right uh starting the 2019 draft right yeah. right yeah the bottom the bottom four yeah. do i think sorry and they're doing they're going to do four teams in the lottery uh, so the first team can fall all the way back to fifth now yeah i think it's a good change i'm glad they're doing it now after the uh the tanking part of the process. I don't want to say the process is over. It's definitely not over. Um, it's just beginning, some might say. But uh, the tanking part of the process um, was done before the changes and probably pushed the league over the edge in terms of that whole strategy. I don't see teams doing much as, as far as like not tanking. I think teams are still going to tank. Um, I don't know how much of a deterrent it will be. That remains to be seen. But, um, yeah. Yeah, next next year we'll see the effects of it, um, and we won't go through all our playoff predictions. Uh, we'll just go Eastern Conference Finals. I have Cavs over Celtics. Uh, yeah, I have Cavs over the Bucks. Um, like I said, Bucks might be able to win a game uh, if the Cavs play the Celtics. I am predicting a unequivocal sweep. Uh, that's partly because I think the Cavs are that much better, um, but I don't, and I do think the Bucks. Are better than will be at the time of the playoffs better than the Celtics, but it's not really all all the way about that. I think LeBron and the rest of the team will feel like they need to make that statement and will will I won't say four blowouts, but they won't be close. Yeah, I mean, we, we need some better playoffs than last year, but I mean, honestly, they can't get much worse than last year. Uh, those, those first three rounds are pretty painful to watch. Yeah, I mean, Cleveland and Boston. You know, the first round, Cleveland probably won't struggle with anybody. They might not lose a game in the playoffs. Boston, I think if they end up playing Milwaukee, could struggle. I think that's the only team that could really uh, give them anything. I think, like I said, the Cavs, Milwaukee, Cavs could drop one to them. Um, But, you know, Philly might get in and Miami. And so, I mean, maybe there could be some interesting games. But I'm I'm not hopeful about the East playoffs. I think they'll probably be pretty bad again this year. Well, let's hope not. But we'll move on to the West, a much better, uh, deeper conference. And at the top, as always, or at least the last few years, 
the Warriors with 67 and a half. Right, so this team won 67 games last year, returned pretty much everybody. I'm going to take the under here because the West is so much stronger. And honestly, like I said earlier, I think the East is even a little bit stronger. That's not saying much because of how bad it was last year. So I think there's more parity in the league this year. If you take Cleveland and Golden State out, I mean, it's really a crapshoot. Um, obviously, you can't do that, so it's probably a natural conclusion it's going to happen. But I think because of the parity, the Warriors lose a couple more games. Nothing crazy, probably 64-65 wins still. Um, and this is my bold prediction. I think they are taken to seven games twice. Uh, I think the worst they went was five last year, and it took the one of the greatest shooting performances in NBA history from one one of the best teams, the best second-best team in the league, to even beat them one time. So I think that's pretty bold. Yeah, and a little help from the refs, but that's a whole other topic. Oh, um, well. You have, you have them as number one seed, I assume. Oh, yes, oh, yes. Yeah, I, I also do, but I'm going to take the over. I think they get 68 or 69. Uh, and my bold prediction is KD wins MVP. Wow. That's yeah, very I mean, he was, he was right in the conversation last year until his injury. Um, and I, I think a lot of the other teams have switched players. Uh, I know there's been a lot of talk about LeBron, obviously, since he'll be playing um, by himself uh, without another superstar for a while. Um, so I think KD and LeBron are going to finish 1-2 uh, in, the, in the MVP. No Giannis in there at all? Oh, you had him three, right? I have Giannis three, yeah. Okay, yeah. I could see that. Um, I, it would make me very happy. Um, there's just, we really don't know what this award means. It's become this whole storyline thing. Uh, this Kevin Durant storyline is not going to be as interesting. If the Bucks are really good, that would be more interesting. LeBron having to carry the team after losing Kyrie, not having Isaiah Thomas, that's more interesting. Um and it would just be frustrating because they're already so good. Uh, how much value does he add? They, they won less games without him. Obviously, they were a better team. Look what they did in the playoffs. Um, not questioning he doesn't add value, but there's so many other players that are more valuable. If you're looking at that aspect, he's not the best player in the league. So um, it would frustrate me, but I, I could see it happening. Yeah, I mean, this, this team's going to be good. I mean, even if they have injuries, I mean, it's basically the only team that can – withstand one big injury to a superstar and still be so good. Uh, so we, we don't really have much to say about them, except they got Swaggy P now. So there's that. That's going to even be even better now. Yeah, and I thought it was so funny that I think it was Duran who tweeted the picture out of uh, Swaggy P when he turned around and put his fingers up even though the shot was not even close. It should be fun to see him jack up um, some irrational shots. Um, I, it should be interesting to see if he can play with some discipline. I'm, I'm assuming Steve Kerr is going to uh, demand that, and I'm sure the other guys on his team will. Um, so that should be fun, I guess. Uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say. They're really good. Uh, they're they're going to win the championship again, barring some catastrophic injuries. So, uh, you know, it's just not great, but it is what it is. Move on to the Rockets at 54 and a half. Um yeah, it's going to be an interesting team. I'm going under, though, and I have them at the four seed. How about you? Rockets won 55 games last year without Chris Paul. I know they did trade, a little, trade away a lot of their bench. I'm actually going to go over. My bold prediction, which I thought was really bold until I looked up the statistics from last year and realized it's really not that bold at all. I have them as leading the league in scoring. They actually were only .6 points per game uh, behind 
uh, the Golden State last year, which is crazy. I didn't realize how close they were. Um, but still, I think it's decently bold. I think they'll lead the league in scoring. Yeah, I think I'm actually flipping back right now to our predictions before uh, because I'm pretty sure last year your bold prediction was the, oh, no, your bold prediction was for Harden last year. Never mind. I thought you said they were going to leave the league in scoring last year. No, I, um, I did say the one prediction I had uh, for scoring, I believe, was Golden State, and I said they would average 120. And in the beginning of the season, they were actually averaging, I think, about 118. It ended up being uh, almost 116, which is not close to 120, but still. Do you, do you have the Rockets as the two seed? I actually have the Rockets as the three seed. Three seed, okay. Over mm-hmm. in... Um, I, I have them under as the four seed, and I think that uh, Paul and Harden are going to average nine assists each, um, which, I mean, tough when you're both on the court. And nobody, no teammates in history have averaged eight each. So I figured it was bold to go to nine instead of eight. That's just, you're just, you're killing yourself, man, because you could have you went to eight and said that. Um, Nine's a lot. I mean, Paul was barely over nine last year. Harden was at uh, 11 leading the league. So I could see Harden being over nine. I don't know if Chris Paul can still maintain that. Um, it would be really cool to see that. And that, that flows right into me saying that they lead the league in scoring. Um, yeah, I mean, it would be really cool to see. I didn't know that two teammates have an averaged eight. It makes a lot of sense. Only six guys in the league uh, across the entire league in the NBA last year averaged over eight assists per game. It's a pretty high number. So um, I think they're going to be really fun to watch. Yeah, and I mean, with those two players on the court, and even when one goes off, off um, you always have a, a good ball handler uh, in the game. Uh, we'll move right on to the Spurs, who are just one game behind them, uh, 53 and a half. Um, I, you know, I have to bring this quote up again, because, I mean, you said uh, two years ago that the Spurs were not a team that goes out and wins 65 games, and uh, they did that this season right after you said that and then they I think they won 61 last year. Yeah. Um so the under over is 53 and a half this year. What do you got? So I'm definitely going over. I'm surprised at how low it is. I had to look this up. I think it was 2009 uh which is what 8 years ago. It's been a while since they won 53 or less games. The exception to that I think 2011 there was a shortened season somewhere uh where they didn't but they were on they they essentially were on pace to win more than that uh had had there been a full season. So um, so I'm going to take the over here. Uh, they did win 61, as you just mentioned, so I, I think they can win 54 or 55, even though the West is stronger. They just resigned LaMarcus Aldridge to a three-year, like, I don't know, it's just ridiculous contract. He hasn't been that good for them. I don't get that. Um, but, you know, whatever, do whatever you're going to do, I guess. Um, they're going to be good. Um... I wanted to say they were going to lose in the first round, but I have them at the four seed. And when you see who my five is, I couldn't really predict them to lose in the first round. But they're, they're probably going to play in Golden State. Whoever they play, it's going to be Golden State, OKC, or Houston. I don't know that they win a game against any of those teams. Yeah, I mean, that's, I, I, I didn't see that that was official. I saw they were talking about the extension, um, which, I mean, he could have opted in next year for 20-some mil. So I, I'll be interested to see. Uh, what that per year is that he signed. Um, I'm going over also, and I have them as the two seed. I mean, his team just, they, it just, they just win. Uh, they know what to do. Popovich doesn't care how many games they win. As long as they get into the playoffs and they have home court, that's all he cares about, and he's going to get it. Uh, Lamarcus, Not home court advantage throughout, but as much as possible uh, in the first round. Yeah. 
The Marcus Aldridge uh, deal is three years, $72.3 million. Um, oh, man. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I got nothing to say to that then. Well, it's crazy that too. Because yes, and the last team on earth I would expect to do something that seems so dumb would be the San Antonio Spurs. But you know, again, I, we've doubt I doubt to them, and they always um, they always come back and, and prove me wrong. I have them as the four seed this year. I did go over, so we'll see. Yeah, and um, what was your bold prediction again? Um, but like I said, I, I didn't really have one. I wanted to say that they were going to lose in the first round. But like I said, when you see who my five seed is, because I have them at the four, I couldn't predict that. And like I said, along the same lines, I, I think that they'll get swept by whoever they play in the second round. I think that's sort of bold. They don't, they're not really a team that gets swept very often. Yeah, I think Murray is going to be the starting point guard um, permanently um, by the end of the year. I think Tony Parker's lost a step and. Uh, Murray played pretty well last year at the end of the season and in the playoffs, so I think he'll be the starter. Yeah, he really impressed me. Um, again, it, it, you know, I do, I do know that all their backup players are going to be really good because they just, I, I don't know how they do it. They just find these guys and they, they're just really good. Um, but it's still just surprising anyway. Even though you're ready and you're prepared and you expect it, uh, he just came in. He looked amazing. Um, I, I think uh, Parker was out for a while with an injury. I, I can totally believe that he will be the permanent starter by the end of the year. And it's better for Parker. I mean, he might even, even though Parker's starting, he might play more minutes. It might be Parker starts, he comes in for a majority of the game, and then Parker comes in to, to finish. So we'll move on to the Thunder, which I can tell you that you have them at the two seed, and you're going to go over. <laughs> yeah, taking all the fun away from me, man. Yeah, uh, the 52-and-a-half, this team, 47 games last year with Russell Westbrook and a bunch of scrubs. Uh, this year, you add in the new Carmelo Anthony, Carmelo Hoodie Anthony. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think he can wear hoodies during the games, although that would be awesome. Uh, and then they add Paul George. I mean, come on, he's amazing as well. The interesting thing about this is how's that going to work? You know, Russell doesn't seem – we already had issues when he just had Kevin Durant. Now there's two guys there. You know, Melo likes to shoot. Paul George is going to want to get his. So that whole dynamic is going to be very interesting. I thought about making a bold prediction about the whole thing blowing up, but I think – uh, Billy Donovan will figure out a way to make that work. My bull prediction was that they are the two seed, um, and my other bull prediction is that uh, they go to seven games with the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, I mean, I'm also going over. I have them as the three seed. I think this is, um, I don't know how bold this is, but it's going to be Carmelo's most efficient year um, in, in the league. And I mean, that's a lot of years he's been in the league since he's 19. Now he's, what, 33 years old? Right. Um, so uh, he, I mean, we're going to see Olympic Carmelo, I think. I mean, he he's a good spot-up shooter, and I think he's going to get some of those looks. He doesn't have to cover uh, the best player uh, since, I mean, if it is a small forward, proud forward, they'll put Paul George on that person. So uh, I, I think he's, he got into the right situation at this age. Yeah, I mean, it's perfect for him. Uh, I agree. He's going to be used mostly as a spot-up guy. He won't have to try to create his own shot, although he's just incredible. You know, th listen, I've said a lot of bad things about him in the past, but there's no question that he's one of the best scorers that we've ever seen. I mean, he's just, he's just incredible at it. This will be the first time that he's 
I, in my opinion, I think he's the number three option here. Uh, when he was in Denver, he was one, and then he was one or one A when Allen Iverson was there with them, and then he goes to the Knicks, he's one again. Uh, I think the whole time, even though they had Porzingis, I think Mello was always the number one. And then he comes here, Russell's definitely number one. Paul George, I think, is probably number two, and Mello's going to be number three. So I, I think that a lot of times, you know, when you look at what happened to Chris Bosh and also what happened with Kevin Love, it, it really hurts guys. I think, I think you and I are kind of thinking the same here. I think it's going to help him a lot. I think he's going to have a great year. Will his numbers decline? Of course. I think he'll shoot a much higher percentage. I think that's what you were talking about with the efficiency. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I don't have specific numbers. I mean, last year he shot 36% from three and 46 almost 47% from two. Uh, I mean, I would expect those numbers to be closer to 38 and then probably 52% from two. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, I they're going to be good in the regular season. Uh, I think, like I said, with the dynamic of the three of them, it's going to be tough to work out. Uh, but I think he'll stay out of the way mostly, so it'll come down to really Russell and Paul George trying to figure out how to share it. Because I think, like you said, he's just going to spot up and kind of wait out at the three-point line or, or you know, somewhere near there and just just hit tons of jumpers. So if they can get this thing clicking when they get into the playoffs, like I said, I have them going to the Western Conference Finals, going to seven with Golden State. So I think they will figure it out, and they'll be really fun to watch and really dangerous. We'll move on. I mean, I think we agree that those four teams are, are pretty above the rest. But we'll move to the next team, the Timberwolves, 46-and-a-half. Uh, made a great trade for Jimmy Butler. Uh, Teague's also a new player on the team. Uh, where you got these guys at? I'm just, I'm dying. I've, this is what I've been waiting for this whole podcast. The Timberwolves, they, they always let you down. And then they make a great trade for Jimmy Butler. They end up winning 31 games last year. Um, so I, I can't wait to hear what you have to say. So I'll go real quick. The 46.5 is the over-under, which is like, what, 15 more games than they did last year? That's a lot. I'm going to take the under for that reason. Uh, and I... My bold prediction is that they have the highest scoring trio in the NBA. Between Towns, Butler, uh, yeah, Towns, Butler, and Wiggins, I right. assume. Yes. And well, what seed do you have them? Oh, sorry, uh, I have them as the sixth seed. All right, so I mean we're on the same page there. I also also have the under uh, and the sixth seed. So okay. I mean I'm with you. I mean that's a, it's a lot of ga- uh, games uh, from last year. I think they'll be good. It's just going to take them a little while. Um, but I've always been high on the Timberwolves, and they always disappoint me. So uh, we'll see how much they disappoint me this year. Yeah, I figured that you would um, – if I had to guess, I would have guessed that you were going to be kind of tepid and just be like, yeah, you know, they're basically what you just did. And I think that's the, the safest way for not just you because of the predictions that you've had. And listen, I don't fault you for that. I You've made some bold predictions, but they should have been better than they've been so far. They've been a huge disappointment. Um, I guess it's a lot to put on two young guys, but Butler's there now. Uh, like you said, they add Teague. Um, I think their bench with Jamal Crawford. Uh, uh, Tyus Jones has been pr- pretty okay. Dang's been pretty okay. So I think that this team is pretty solid, and this core going forward, um, they, they, they could be pretty dangerous. Well, my bold prediction was that they're they're going to make the second round of the playoffs. Uh, so that I have them lined up against the Thunder. So um, wow. Yeah, I think I think they match up pretty well with that team, uh, and. I, I don't know. I mean, the Thunder don't have too much of a bench, and we saw that really hit the Rockets last year. 
All right. Yeah, no words for that. Uh, no, I mean, I, it's bold, and I don't see that happening in a million years. If that's what you want me to say. Um, next year, maybe. Uh, but I think, like I said, Oklahoma City is going to really get this thing clicking. I'm just, you know, I'm just really high on OKC. That's that's really what it comes down to. Okay, we'll move to the Nuggets. Forty-three and a half. Um, I have them as the fifth seed, and I'm going over. Oh man, we're back on the same page. Here we go. Yes, I have the over forty-three and a half. I'm tired of the disrespect. The Denver Nuggets, forty wins last year. They got solid young players. I uh, think that they're ready to make the next step, uh, get in there as the five seed. That was my problem because I really thought the Spurs might lose in the first round. But like you said, those four teams, including the Spurs at the top, are clearly better than everybody else. And as much as I like Denver, I couldn't predict them to beat the Spurs in the first round. Yeah, I mean, it's a bad, bad matchup for them. Uh, I have Jokic making the first team All-NBA. I mean, there, there needs to be a center on there. Um, and I think he's going to be the one this year. Uh, like I said, I called. We're back on the same track. I I really thought about saying something about Jokic. I didn't know what to say. Um, I thought about saying he'll average like 22, 23 points. Um, I don't know. He's got a lot better from his first year to his second year. I think he'll get a lot better going forward this year. First team All-NBA, that's pretty bold. But I think he'll be uh, probably maybe their best player this year. Um, he's going to be very important if they're actually going to make it as the five seed and hopefully win a couple games against whoever they play as the four seed. But this team is, um, they're definitely not getting the respect I think that they should. Yeah, I mean, I, wa- I watched them a good amount. I mean, I've had season tickets the last two years. So, uh, I mean, I really like Jokic and I like that uh, free agent signing with Millsap. Um, and they got, I mean, they lost to Neil Gallinari, but. Uh, on a team with Jokic, I think they were kind of redundant together. Uh, and now Wilson Chandler can slide into that small forward spot. And uh, I think yeah, like just fitting with those uh, those three guys right there, and they got plenty of young guards. I think this, this is an up-and-coming team. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I look at them a lot, like the Timberwolves. Uh, I think these two teams, like we said, you know, going forward are going to be pretty good. And they're, they're going to be good now. Uh, I guess it'd be interesting to see them in a 16-team format because I think both those teams are better than a lot of teams in the East. I know the NBA is definitely discussing that, and I think it would be cool, but we could talk about that another day. But I'm just saying that I think the Nuggets and Timberwolves, because they're in the Western Conference, have no shot at really doing anything in the playoffs. But they are solid teams. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. Uh, we'll move to the Clippers at 42 and a half. Uh, the Clippers, 42 and a half. Uh, I'm going to take the over here. Uh, this is such a weird team. I, I really don't know what to do with them. Uh, last year, they won 51 games. Uh, obviously, they lost Chris Paul. Uh, but they got a lot back from Houston. I mean, their bench, I really like. You got Patrick Beverly's good point guard. Uh, I don't like... I, Austin Rivers isn't great, but he probably won't have to do too much because Danilo Gallinari is going to do a lot of scoring. Blake Griffin's going to do a lot of scoring. DeAndre Jordan, we know how good he is. Montrose Harrell's been decent. Uh, Sam Decker's been okay. They have Lou Williams, uh, your boy, my boy, sorry, from the Gamecocks, and Darius Thornwell. Let's see what he can do. Um, but, yeah, I mean, in all seriousness, this is a solid team up and down. Uh, my bold prediction is that I don't know how bold this is, but I think Danilo will lead the team in scoring. And what seed do you have him as? Uh, I have him as the seven. Seven, okay. I have him as the eight. Uh, I'm also going over. Um I mean, it's it's going to be competitive between these last couple teams. Uh, I'm not sure Blake when he comes back, but like you said, they got a lot in return for Chris Paul, um, and I think they're going to 
I think they're going to do pretty well. Uh, I think is, is Austin Rivers starting? Do you know? Um, I'm on Roto World, so I don't know how accurate that is, but that they're reporting that uh, that uh, Austin Rivers is going to start. It looks like Griffin is not having any issues with the toe, so he may be able to start at the beginning of the season. Okay, yeah, I mean, my my bold prediction was going to be that he, he was going to win six-man of the year, but uh, I guess I don't have one now since he, he might be starting. Uh, yeah, um, I, I mean, who else would start, do you think, like Lou Williams? Uh, yeah, the shooting guard, yeah, I guess, because Beverly's going to be the starting point guard, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, I mean, they don't really have a lot of options there. They're not going to start Thornwell, obviously, and they don't really have that many other... Their other guards really aren't very good. Lou Williams is almost, I think, his whole career come off the bench. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Rivers will probably start. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you, I guess you're high on him for the season, though. You think he's going to have a good year? Yeah, I think he's going to have a pretty good year. Um, I mean, he, he looked pretty good um, when Chris Paul went down. Um, so... But I'm not sure. I mean, Beverly's not a scoring guard, so maybe he can be a scorer uh, for them. And he, I mean, I thought his defense was really underrated last year, and I think people are, uh, should learn that. I mean, he's actually a pretty good defender. Yeah, I mean, that's obviously something that that factors into decisions like six man of the year. Obviously, him starting kind of leaves him out of that. Um, yeah, I mean, the thing about the scoring is that they're going to need it from the guard positions. I think Lou Williams obviously provides that. But I think Danilo and Blake are going to do a whole lot of scoring. So I don't know how much scoring he can add on top of those two guys. But like I said, I, they're an interesting team because you know they lost Chris Paul. They got a lot back. Um, you know, Danilo Gallinari included. So yeah, I think I think we pretty much agree seven eight seed and you know losing the first round. Yeah. Now now I'm really interested who you have in the eighth spot. So I, I want the anticipation to keep going. They got the Blazers at forty and a half. Do you have them in your A spot? Uh, I do not. I have the Blazers in my ninth spot. I do have the Blazers uh, going over. Um, again, sorry for the disappointment. I don't have a bold prediction for them either. Um, they're going to be okay and just barely miss the playoffs. Do you have them in the playoffs? I do not. I have them at the tenth spot, wow. actually. And that's, that was just kind of my bold prediction that they finish as low as ten. Um, I mean, they, they drafted so many guys, um, at just trying to find some big men. Um, hopefully one of them can work out for them, but they're all still pretty young. Uh, what about Nurkic? Well, I mean, he's going to be the starting center, but they're still missing a power forward position. I mean, they, I know of I don't think is the answer. And then, um, what do they draft three guys in the first round or something? So, um, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Caleb Swanigan is the answer. Um, I mean, he, he could be a good bench scorer, but uh, I think they need to find, and I don't think Giles, because they have Giles, right? Or no, he's on the Kings. I forgot they switched those picks, but they get, they drafted Zach Collins, I believe, so maybe he can be the answer for them. Yeah, I, th- I was thinking I was going to suggest Zach Collins. A lot of people really liked him. Right now, uh, Al Frucamino slotted to start there, so it seems like a pretty small lineup, but the NBA seems to be going in that direction anyway. Uh, Mo Harkless is not exactly the best starter at uh, small forward, but Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum are really good, and I think even with their confusion at some of the other positions and a lot of young players, I think those guys can make it work, and they still win a lot of games this year. 
move to the next team that also has 40 and a half, the New Orleans Pelicans. Are they your eight seed? They bro? are my eight seed. They are. Um, I am. I think a lot of people don't, are not high on the New Orleans Pelicans. They won 34 games last year. They added Boogie Cousins uh, kind of later in the year last year. Um, I have uh, the over. I think I said that. I have them as the eight seed. The thing that I want to say is my bold prediction is I think they do not trade Cousins. And a lot of people are talking about them trading Cousins, especially a lot of people are talking about it with the Cleveland Cavaliers, possibly. I think that would be a bad move for the Cavaliers. But um, I, I just don't think that the Pelicans uh, trade him. I think that him and Anthony Davis figure this thing out and um, you know, you know, figure out how to work together. Um, and I think they, they find a lot of success, win 42, 43 games, and, and get in the playoffs. I'm going to go back right now because I'm pretty sure that <laughs> the last three years we've done this, you've either predicted that he has been traded or he hasn't been traded. Definitely, because I think uh, last year I predicted that he would get traded, and I want to say definitely the year before that, I, I think I also said he was going to get traded from the King. So I was, I'm one out of two so far, and uh, this year remains to be seen. Yeah, two years ago you said Rondo and Cousins would both get traded. Really? So um, that's when those two were on the same team. Wow. Uh, they are They are um, again. Yeah. Um, so I have them as a seventh seed. I'm going over. Oh, nice. And I think both Davis, Davis and Bogey are all-stars this year. Yeah, I, I don't see why that wouldn't be the case. And it plays into what I was talking about, which is that they figure this thing out. They They – they make it work, um, and they both have a lot of success. Um, you're not going to get much out of the a lot of the other players. Their bench is pretty bad. Rajon Rondo at this point is not great. Drew Holiday is okay. I think right now it looks like on Roto World he decided to start a shooting guard. It seems a little weird to me, so I don't know how they're going to figure that whole thing out. That's definitely their best two guards, though, so they're going to have to do that. And then Darius Miller at small – I don't know. It's just it's not good outside of those two, but those are two of the best players in the NBA, so – yeah, I mean, I, I don't blame them for not figuring out it out last year. I mean, that's that's a tough thing to adjust to with those two playing together, especially in this NBA and in the way everything is going um, towards the more small ball. But uh, we both believe in them this year. Um, so let's move on to the Grizzlies, 38 and a half. Uh, the Grizzlies, you know, this is a team that we always end up talking about for a while. So I'll try to try to keep my, my comments short. I'm going to say that they're going to go under. I think Chandler Parsons uh, comes back this year uh, to somewhat of where he was before. I think he leads the team in scoring. Uh, I have them slotted to be the number 12 team in the West. I have, I have them as 11, so on the same page again there. Um, I didn't really have a prediction for this team. If, if Gasol or Conley gets hurt, um, it could get ugly. Um, and possibly one of them. I mean, they both have pretty big contracts, but... Uh, one could be traded if a team is is desperate enough. Yeah, Conley's contract is just absurd. Um, but it's not absurd anymore. When he signed it, it kind of was. But after that big boost, I mean, I mean, he was he had what he gets thirty million a year, I think. Yeah, but man, I I know how big the contracts are, but I just it's Mike Conley. <laughs> I mean, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, never never been an all star, but. Um, yeah, I mean, they were just kind of in a situation where they kind of needed to pay on that um, or else they would lose them and they would be awful. Yeah, I mean, they're not going to be good now even with them. And like you just said, I mean, 
they might end up having to move him and just finally, like I've been saying, you know, start this thing over again. Yeah. Um, we'll move to the Jazz, who also have 38 and a half. Uh, where do you got that, Matt? All right. So we laughed at them last year. They won 51 games. I just, I'm still... I, I cannot believe that. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to disrespect him again. I'm going to say they go over. Uh, I think Gobert is a monster season because Gordon Hayward's gone, and they're going to need him to be big. Um, I, I usually do a prediction about him. I think um, he's going to average 22 points and 13 rebounds a game, which is just monster numbers that um, no one did last year. I don't know when the last time someone did that was. Um, and I have Utah as the 10th seed. Get them as the tenth. I also have them going over. I have them just missing the playoffs of the ninth. I think we learned our lesson uh, from last year. Yeah. Um, but both of us uh, still have them out of the playoffs. Uh, I I mean, I can't believe Gobert didn't win the Defense Player of the Year, but I think he wins it this year. Uh, that's not too bold, but I think he leads the team in scoring, which I guess is a little bold considering he's not known for that. Um, for known for the offensive side, but I assume you have that also averaging twenty two plus. Yeah, I mean, I think just because, like I said, Gordon Hayward left. I mean, Joe Ingles, Derek Favors, Rodney Hood, Ricky Huber, those are the other starters. Those guys are, all can score a little bit. Um, but I think if if I think if I'm the Jazz, I'm looking at Gobert as an organization saying, I need you to really take on some of the load and, and kind of be the face of the franchise going forward, that kind of thing. And I think he'll take some of that on. And uh, he's a good player, and I think he'll figure out how to score. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he is big enough. Um, but we, we hopefully we learned our lessons, and uh, unless they shut us up again and they make the playoffs this year, but uh, it's going to be a little more difficult without A-word. Definitely. Uh, we'll move to the Mavs at 35-and-a-half. What, what do you got for the Mavs? Um, yeah, I don't know. 35-and-a-half? They won 33 games last year. They're definitely worse. Uh, I de- I'm, so obviously I'm going under. I actually have them as the 13 seed in the west uh my bold prediction for them this might be blasphemous it's definitely blasphemous but i'm gonna say it anyway because it's my bold prediction uh i think that uh and this is funny because i remember when we were talking about the draft i was not i don't believe i was very high on this guy but i've seen some footage of him since and i watched footage before Uh, i've seen him in nba a little bit of nba action and he just looks incredible so i'm gonna say dennis smith is rookie of the year yeah, I thought you might say that. Um, I mean, he, he's going to have the time uh, on the court, and, I mean, he, he definitely is talented. I have him as the 13th also. I'm also going under. Um, yeah, I was surprised at the 35 and a half. I guess they really, really believe in Harrison Barnes. Um, but, I mean, I, I wanted to go Dennis Smith rookie of the year, but I just couldn't do it because I think Ben Simmons is going to win it. So, uh, I didn't have. I don't have a bold prediction for them. Yeah, I mean that's why I was. It's sort of blasphemous, but I, I don't know if if now that you're telling me about the minutes restriction. I know there was going to be a minutes respect, restriction. I didn't think it was going to be in the teens to start the season. I just think Joel Embiid's going to get uh, the ball a lot and might not come directly from Simmons all the time. I think when he's in the game, he's going to touch it probably on every single possession, and the offense is going to kind of still work through him a lot. I think Simmons is going to do best when he's playing point guard. I don't know how much they're going to let him play point guard. It seemed like Brett Brown was kind of open to the idea, so we'll have to see what happens. Uh, I do have him averaging double-digit assists, so if he does that, he'll probably win Rookie of the Year. 
Um, but I'm going to stick with Dennis Smith. I think he's going to be phenomenal. Like you said, he's going to have the ball in his hands a lot, obviously playing point guard, but uh, Dirk Nowitzki is a shell of himself. Nerlens Noel is their other backup center. He's not really a scorer. So you got Harrison Barnes. He's going to do a lot of scoring. Wesley Matthews likes to score also. But as far as the guards, I mean, there's, there's they don't really have another single good guard. Seth Curry, I think, is right now projected to start. So um, I think he's going to have a big year. And if he's not one, he'll definitely be two in the, in the Rookie of the Year voting. Hey, Seth Curry played pretty well last year. I'm pretty sure he had better uh, shooting percentage from three than uh, Steph last year. Uh, I know. Come on, man. <laughs> um, well, I mean, a lot of people would argue the rookie of the year uh, should be coming from this next team, the Lakers at 32 and a half. Yeah, I, th- I was kind of surprised. Um, I thought that you would say Lonzo. Um, I'm going to go over for the Lakers. I, I like the young court that they have. Um, my bold prediction is that Lonzo won't run rookie of the year. And... Let me explain that a little bit. I think that the ch- so I did predict Dennis Smith will win. I, in reality, I think that he would have to play just so unbelievably like good to be able to do that. Because um, Simmons is in a bigger market also, but there's this storyline and the NBA, like I said, with the MVP and all these other things, it's such a storyline league, and these awards are always above the storyline. Lonzo Ball right now is they not none of them have played a game. Lonzo Ball is clear to me the favorite right now among media writers, etc., and whoever votes on that. So I think that he it's his thing to lose. Um, and I think he will lose it because I think he'll be outplayed by both Smith and Simmons. So there you go. Um, so is that your bold prediction that he doesn't win? Yeah. Okay. I was just trying to um, make it sound more bold. <laughs> Uh, yeah, more words helps. Uh, <laughs> what seed, or where do you have them finishing? 12th? Or no, not 12th, sorry. 11th. Uh, 11th, yeah. Yeah. I have them, I have them finishing 12th, so right right kind of, and going over. So, I mean, they have a lot of young pieces. Um, they still have an awful contract uh, with Deng, but they got rid of one with Mozgov. Um, I mean, it's going to be a fun team to watch. I think any team with Lonzo on there uh, is going to be fast-paced and, uh, a lot of possessions. So um, I, I think they lead the league in turnovers just because they're going to have a lot of possessions and they're just a young team uh, getting used to each other. Yeah, I mean, obviously you have Alonzo. I think he'll be great. Uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope's been a starter in the league. He's he's not the, you know, he's not incredible, but he's a solid player. Brandon Ingram, uh, hopefully if you're a Lakers fan, he takes another step this year and is is better. Uh, obviously, playing with Lonzo will probably help that. Larry Nance has been pretty decent. Julius Randle needs to take probably another step. And then Brooke Lopez is still, still can still play. And, um, you know, I, I like him. He can shoot. Yeah. Uh, so I I think the Lakers um, are going to make some surprise. Like, I could see them. I'm not saying this will happen. I'm just saying I could see them on a night, you know, beating the Warriors or something. Like, they, they're definitely going to have nights like that. Um, and they're going to be bad. I could see the turnovers thing, but they have a solid core. Uh, I think in a year or two, this could be a really good team. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, on moving on to the Kings at 29. This was the only one that didn't uh, have a half game on it. So if you want to push with the Kings at 29 wins, by all means, go ahead. I didn't uh, didn't notice that. That's a good catch. Uh, I'm going to take the under here. Um, they're just really bad. Uh they're starting a lot of young guys, so I guess that's good. They have young guys on their bench a little bit too, and then they got two dinosaurs in Vince Carter and Zach Randolph. Um, <laughs> but uh, my my bold prediction is Buddy Heal doubles his average, which means he has to average at least twenty one point two points per game. 
Buddy. Oh, man. Gotta love Buddy. That's that's a big jump, though, man. I know. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, that they're really high on him. Um, just by that trade last year, uh, he, he was the main piece they got back um, in, in that trade uh, for Boogie Cousins. Uh, so... I mean, it'll be interesting uh, to see what, what kind of jump he has. Uh, what place did you have them finish in the West? Uh, I have them as a 14. Like a, like, 14. Yeah, I don't I, like them I right them now. At, Sorry, go ahead. I have them as the worst team in the West, and I'm going under. Yeah, I could see that too. I I think going forward, I really I really like what they have. I think Frank Mason could end up being decent backup player. De'Aaron Fox obviously has a ton of potential. They have George Hill who's good now. Like Obviously, I'm really high on, on Buddy. Um, they have Justin Jackson. He could turn out to be pretty good. He, he's young. Vince, Vince Carter or Zach Randolph are just obviously going forward. They're not going to be there. Um, and then Harry Giles, he, he, he really liked to have him. Cauley Stein's been okay. So I, I just think that going forward, they, they, it's another team with a solid core. And again, they were much like the Nets. Terrible decision after terrible decision after terrible decision. And then last year, they made all these great decisions. Um, and they, they put together a half-decent roster. Um, if there was one team I think that I could be most wrong about, it's the Kings. I think there's a lot of potential there um, if some of these young guys um, are really good immediately. Yeah, I, I think, like you said, they're, they're young. And I think, I mean, every, every young team has growing pains. And I think they have the pieces there, but it's going to be a couple years down the road. Yeah. Um, and the final team, uh, the Phoenix Suns at 28 and a half. Yeah, I'm going to take the under yeah. here. Uh, I have them as the worst team in the West. Um, there's not a whole lot going on here. Tyson Chandler's really old. Chris is okay. TJ Warren, I mean, really? I mean, it's pretty ugly, in my opinion. Josh, Josh Jackson, though. Yes, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, I think that the lack of talent in general, uh, and I'm, I'm pretty high on Devin Booker. I think he... He's a great scorer, and I think he's going to put up a lot of shots. And because he's going to be their leading scorer, not only that, but I think that he, he's just a great scorer. I think he's going to make another step, and I have him as uh, being a top ten scorer in the NBA this year. Yeah, I mean, he he, he gets the ball in the basket, uh, seventy <laughs> points in the game last year. Um, I mean, just just I mean, I, I hate the way he does it, but he he does get the ball in the basket. That's a it's a great way to put it, man. Um, I, I was struggling a little bit with the words there, but yeah, I mean, he's just um, he knows how to score and he scores well. And like I said, it's just I think he's going to develop. He's still developing, and any guy who can score seventy, I think, can can average uh, enough to be top ten in the league. Um, I think he was I think he was still like top thirty or so last year. So he he can definitely score the basketball. And but this team is really bad. Where do you have them? Fourteen or? Yeah, I have them fourteen. Yeah, uh, only beating the Kings. Um, I mean, I like some of the pieces, and then I just don't see them as that good yet. Um, I mean, the West and the West is just so tough. I mean, I have the Grizzlies, who I think are a pretty good team, um, and probably would make the playoffs in the East at 11. Right. And that's just how deep it is. Yeah. I um, mean, I'm just I, when I look at the Suns, I'm just not. I'm not a fan. Like going forward, yeah, I want Josh Jackson and I want Devin Booker. Do I want anything else? I don't know. 
Yeah, well, they're going to have another high pick this year. Um, so I just – I didn't like their draft last year when they drafted Chris and Bender. I mean, maybe those guys will turn into something, but um, wasn't a fan of drafting both of those guys in the top ten. Yeah, I mean, it clearly has not worked out at all that neither one of them looks like it was a good choice. But I guess for their sake, we can hope that those guys improve. Um, a lot of guys, you know, improve after the first year. So and they're going to get a lot of playing time, so that, that won't be an issue for them. But, yeah, they're going to struggle – um, for a long time in Phoenix. Um, and just like we did with the East, um, you have the Warriors over the Thunder in the conference finals, correct? Yep, in seven games. Yeah, and I, I have the Warriors beating the Spurs in five. So <laughs> I'm hoping yours is right. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want the Spurs to get there. I, I want uh, um, Houston. Well, the way I have it set up, Golden State plays San Antonio. That's a sweep, in my opinion. And then... Houston plays OKC in the second round, which is, I think, perfect. And then whoever wins that, either way, I'm f- it's it's awesome. And then they end up playing Golden State in the Western Conference Finals. And I think either team takes it to at least six games. I think those those are really good matchups. And uh, I just think OKC is a little bit better, obviously. But um, you know, we're going to get a good series. I think the I think the Conference Finals in both are going to be at least at the very least interesting. Um, just because I know I predicted Cleveland to whoop Boston if they end up meeting, but the storyline will still be there, and and uh, you know even through two games, you know it'll still be it'll be interesting. That's that's all I'm trying to say. Uh, quickly before we we head out, uh, we'll just go over some of the main awards uh, who we think uh, we, we talked about them, uh, some of them uh, throughout. But uh, MVP, who do you got? Well, I have Milwaukee as the four seed. Um, if that turns out to be true, I think Giannis gets it. Um, LeBron's going to be probably up there. He, he usually is. Uh, was it last year? It was the first time he wasn't in the top four. Um, yeah, so I, I'm going to go with Giannis. I think Milwaukee's going to take a huge step forward, and he's going to put up monstrous numbers. And the storyline, like I said, the storyline will be there. Yeah, I mean, I think Giannis is going to be um, up there also. I haven't finished at three. Uh, KD winning over LeBron um, for MVP. Who do you got for Rookie of the Year? I mean, we just mentioned these, but go ahead. Um yeah, for Rookie of the Year, Dennis Smith, I think uh, Simmons is second, and I think Lonzo Ball comes in at third. Yeah, I think those are the three uh, three guys for me. I think Simmons does win it. I think that full year um, really does help uh, adjusting to life in the NBA. Um, and like I said, just watching him in preseason, he looks he looks faster than I remember, um, and that vision is, is there. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see who – who covers him um, on the other teams because he's just a, a weird matchup problem. Um, and then defensive player of the year, who do you got? Yeah, I mean, you said Gobert. I think that's the smart choice. Um, you know, he arguably, like you were saying, may may have should probably have won last year. Um, and then you look at going for it this year, like I said, I think he's going to be better offensively. Does that hurt his defense? I don't think so. I, I think that uh, he's still really good defensively. I think he led the league in blocks last year. He'd probably do the same again this year. Um, you know, Kawhi might be in the conversation, Draymond Green, the usual suspects, but I think Gobert will... Robert will, Covington. Uh, yeah, possibly. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's what I would say. All right. I mean, hopefully it's going to be a good NBA season. Um, I mean, we we I think we see eye to eye. Uh which means you're going to be wrong because I usually am. So um, <laughs> let's just hope it's a good competitive season and 
all the Sixers stay healthy. Yeah, for sure. Um, it'd be awesome to see playoffs uh, in Philadelphia. I'll take a solid season of healthy guys, even if it means missing the cut. Uh, this is not our year. It would just be fun to see some playoff basketball. I went to a game last year in, in D.C. It was pretty cheap, and it was awesome. The atmosphere was great. I mean, nothing compared to what it would be like in Philadelphia, but um, that would be something awesome to be able to do. But I think it's going to be a fun NBA season. Um, like I said, I think there's more parity. At the end of the day, I think Golden State beats Cleveland again, but and the playoffs maybe aren't that fascinating. I think they'll be better than last year, but I think the regular season has a lot of potential to be to be fun just with these new teams and uh, a lot of teams that have improved. Um, still some bad teams, but it's always going to be like that. But, yeah, I mean, this is going to be a really fun season. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Do you do you have the Warriors beating the Cavs in the finals also? Oh, uh, yeah, I guess I didn't even mention it. But, yeah, I do. Okay. Um, it doesn't really need mentioning. <laughs> they're just too good. Yep. They're just way too good. Yeah. Um, and like you said, it's it's going to take a couple of injuries probably to change my mind. But you think it's going to go seven games, right? Yes, I do. Um, I do. I think that's kind of crazy. It's probably as bold of maybe anything I've said. Um, but uh, I think the Cavs are really good. Like I said that before earlier. Um, yeah, I think they can do it. I think they can push them to seven. And, I mean, I thought that the NBA Finals couldn't have um, – Worst defensive point guards in it last year, the last couple of years with Kyrie and uh, Steph, but they they might take it to a whole new level with adding Isaiah instead of Kyrie. Oh, so uh, yeah, that. absolutely. It's a downgrade. Um, but, you know, it's, yeah, I mean, what you're going to see is a, a lot of offense, obviously. I mean, with the Warriors, we know that. And then the Cavs, I think, got better offensively. And um, it's going to be good to see Kevin Love back where he should be underneath the basket a little bit more. But um, And it, they should match up a little bit better because of that. Um, yeah, I mean, the finals will still be fun either way, but man, this, this season's going to be great. I can't wait to do more podcasts talking about all the awesome stuff we're seeing. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely be doing some throughout the year. Um, but I mean, it's, it's NBA time and, uh, I think we're both very excited to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Beginning of the year. Um, the NFL's going MLB playoffs. This is a great time for sports. Um, but you know, NBA season's officially here. Uh, started the season tomorrow night like we talked about at the beginning and uh, it's exciting and I guess I guess that pretty much wraps it up um, we'll probably be back soon um, with another podcast on the NBA after uh, some of the games get played and we can get a clearer picture on, on what this thing looks like so uh, until next time uh, I'm Bill Golden and for Kevin McLernan this has been the Pick and Roll Podcast and thanks for listening <laughs>